Welcome to Weekly Grooves. My name is Tim Houlihan. And I'm Kurt Nelson. Weekly Grooves explores ideas generated by what's in this week's news, but with a distinctive behavioral science tact. We try to get to the why behind why we do what we do. And we try to keep these short, like 10 to 15 minutes, and we try to keep them fun and relevant. Yes, definitely fun and hopefully relevant, (laughs) right? So Tim, what are we going to talk about this week? Manipulated media. Okay. So I think we might need to help out our listeners here. What is manipulated media? Well, it's a label. It's a new label that Twitter applied to an edited or manipulated video of Joe Biden that a White House official posted. And then, of course, President Trump retweeted. Okay. So this is the first application of Twitter's new synthetic and manipulated media policy, uh, which they've just put in place because of some pushback that they've gotten. But uh, that policy states this, quote, you may not deceptively share synthetic or manipulated media that are likely to cause harm. In addition, we may label tweets containing synthetic or manipulated media to help people understand their authenticity and to provide additional context. And they had put three, Twitter has identified three criteria in order to to make this here. Great. Um, The first is, is the content synthetic or manipulated? Two, is the content shared in a deceptive manner? And three, is the content likely to impact public safety or cause serious harm? Yeah, we're not here to debate the policy. Right. So that's 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 the policy or to debate if this tweet was or wasn't. No. The fact is, is that they have now applied this. And what we want to understand is the behavioral science behind having a label of manipulated media on tweets. And is that going to impact things? But it might be worth spending just a minute as to really what caused them to do this. Right. So... Twitter and other social media outlets such as Facebook have been getting a lot of pressure to limit fake news or misinformation. Yeah. Um, and they keep pushing back on, you know, we're a platform and there's First Amendment rights and various different things on that. And it's hard to identify fake versus unfake. But Twitter came up around and adopted this uh, idea to, to label these tweets that they have identified according to the policy, uh, that they would say that these are manipulated or modified media. And they did this to help combat misinformation getting out into the world. Right. So they're thinking that if we just tell people in this tweet there is something that has been manipulated or is synthetic, that that will uh, reduce our uh, belief in it, basically. Right. And now, behavioral science might have something different to say about this. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Fortunately, actually, as far as I'm concerned, that's good news. And behavioral science does have something to say about this. The first thing that comes to mind is the continued influence effect. Okay, which is? So Steve Lewandowski and Ulrich Ecker and colleagues did this really great study where they, what they learned is that misinformation can be provided to someone. Okay. And and then uh, later they come back and they say, oh, by the way, what we just gave you was actually misinformation information. We told you something that was wrong. It was false, blatantly false. Every Everything about that was totally inaccurate. And yet the people still believed it. More so than people in a control group who, who didn't have this. Who didn't have the misinformation. So the I... actual 
presentation of information, even if it's false and knowingly known as false, is still adds to people's belief in that misinformation. Right. It's like we can't get it out of our heads. Right. We're just going to to sort of believe it, even just because we read it. Right. Facts don't change minds. We know that, right? <laughs> right. There's a lot of this. There's motivated reasoning. There's mm-hmm. confirmation bias. All of these factors go into this. And so to believe that by just putting a label on a tweet is going to somehow make people not believe that tweet really doesn't hold a lot of research validity. It really does not. It also goes back to some great research that was done at Villanova University in the 1970s okay. on the illusory truth effect. Okay, this which is, is? It's just so simple. If you just keep repeating something enough, it becomes fact. It becomes, it starts to seem to be true, right? We just, we just start to believe it. Right. And, and politicians have used this forever, right? But it's particularly risky in this, uh, with this policy that Twitter has, ha, is a Adopted because they're not, they're saying we're going to allow people to post this. We don't want them to post this, and so we're going to say that this is indeed uh, bad stuff. This is manipulated media, right? And I will go actually to a former Twitter employee uh, tweet that I saw, Nathan Hubbard, uh, and he wrote hot Twitter tip from someone who worked there. Every time you retweet or quote a tweet someone you're angry with, it helps them. Yeah. It disseminates their BS. Hell for the ideas you deplore is silence. Have the discipline to give it to them. Yeah. So by not responding to them, you're actually not disseminating that, that fake information. But with the label... What you're actually doing is drawing attention to it. Yeah, we're recreating, we're redisseminating all that manipulated or misinformation. Right. So there's all sorts of reasons to believe that by applying a label, Twitter isn't actually solving the problem that it's hopefully trying to solve with that label. They are not. Okay, so let's wrap this up quickly. Twitter is implementing its synthetic and manipulated media policy with the idea that it's going to really combat this misinformation. However, based on a number of behavioral science principles, we're just not sure that the new labels are going to work as intended. In fact, it might even backfire on the spread of misinformation. Yeah, and that's not what Twitter is trying to do. And so they need to take a little behavioral science perspective on this. All right. So that wraps up this week's episode of Weekly Grooves. We hope that it was informative and that you learned something. And if you liked this episode, please share it with a friend or leave a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. Also, if you like it, Uh, You may also like our other podcast, Behavioral Grooves, which is a long format podcast where we interview behavioral science researchers and practitioners in order to understand more again about the question, why we do the things that we do. So please take a moment, let us know how you feel, check out Behavioral Grooves. And if you want to contact us, Tim and I both really want to hear from you. Absolutely. You can contact us as at what motivates and at T Houlihan on Twitter. And hopefully it won't have a manipulated label on it. <laughs> no. And so just go out and have a great unmanipulated media week. 